Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. The True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Thanks again for listening. This is episode number 62 of the True Condos Podcast. Hard to believe we are already past 60 episodes on number 62 here. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your support for the show. I do appreciate it. A special welcome if this is your first time listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoy this. For everybody who's listening, whether it's your first time or not, make sure you do head on over to truecondos.com and become a subscriber to make sure you get even more great information, advice, articles, insights into the Toronto condo market and investing in condos in Toronto. Well, I'm not sure when you're listening to this podcast, but at time of recording here in mid-October, the city of Toronto is completely uh, caught or, or, or under the spell of the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, everybody's just going crazy, and it's a really fun time to be in the city, and it's uh, very exciting. So go, Jays, go. Just want to get that out there before we get started here. So I want to talk about an article um, which I put on the blog recently. You can check it out. Uh, just go on over to truecondos.com forward slash podcast. truecondos.com slash podcast. You can get the show notes for this episode and all the podcast episodes, including a link to the article I'm talking about. But the article is about um, five shocking truths about the condo market that no one seems to be talking about. It's a bit of an expose on what's really happening in the market right now. And it's sort of contrary, maybe a little bit controversial, uh, but it's contrary to what a lot of the rhetoric is in the media, it seems, or a lot of things that you may have you might have heard about the condo market. Now, if you already are actively investing in the condo market, it's not news to you. You do understand that uh, there's great opportunities right now in the market, uh, maybe more than ever before to invest and to make profitable investments in the uh, Toronto condo market. But if you're thinking about investing or it's something you're, you're not quite there yet, just checking it out and you're hearing headlines and you're hearing what people are saying about the market, you might be getting a lot of misinformation. Again, one of the reasons for this podcast is to uh, help you get the correct information about the condo market and about how to invest profitably in the market, how to make money. Uh, that's ultimately why we are here, why we're doing what we're doing is to make uh, good, profitable investments in condos. So we'll get started right away. The first point from this article um, is I, I talk about how the fact that the condo market is bigger and hotter than ever before. Again, if you listen to the mainstream media only, you might think that uh, the condo market is sluggish, is slow, is not doing very well, is not as good as it was, uh, you know, in, the, in years gone by or something along those lines, because that seems to be the, the overall sort of rhetoric that you read. Um, 
And while everyone likes to always talk about the pre-construction condo market, and that's what we invest in is the pre-construction condo market. And that's what I recommend that everyone invests in is, is in new pre-construction condos. The reasons why uh, are for another episode, but um, getting back on track, uh, we like to talk in, about the pre-construction market and what's happening in new condo sales. Um, it's sexy. It's interesting. You see people lining up for, for events and people camping out to get units at new projects and, and people you know, losing their mind and that sort of thing. Uh, it it's makes for an interesting story, I guess, from the media perspective. But meanwhile, the real condo market, as I call it, the real condo market is actually the resale market. And that's for both rentals and sales. So the actual existing stock of condominiums that are uh, existing in the in the city, that is the real condo market. And if you want to know what's happening you know, in the condo market, so to speak, what is the pulse on the street? You really have to look at the resale condo market first. It's important, of course, to look at stats and, and figures and, and pricing for the pre-construction market. But if you want to get a sense of what's actually happening in the market, um, what, what uh, you know, what's the pulse of the market and what direction the market is heading, you need to look at the resale condo market. So uh, I do have some interesting charts and, and, and things associated with this article as well. You definitely want to see them. Um, so make sure you do check out the link for this this post, uh, truecondos.com slash podcast. But let's, uh, so let's dive a little bit closer. So the, the second point is that condo sales figures are only half the story. Condo sales figures, condo sales stats are only half the story. So again, this is a key important point for you to understand as you're studying the market. You need to look at the resale condo market holistically. You need to look at what's happening with sales and what's happening with rentals. When you combine these two aspects of the market, you get a picture of of the whole market. So if you only look at sales, and that's what the media does, they are only reporting on sales. Um, it's a, it's a simplistic way of, of doing things. It's just, it's just an easy way for lay people to understand something is how many sales, what's the price? Uh, but the sales in the condo market are only half the story. If you don't look at them together with the rental market, you're missing the whole story. So the media, again, looking at sales over the past few years, you could kind of conclude that if, that the condo market is relatively flat, the condo market is relatively slow. Um, and the sort of underlying assumption with a lot of this media coverage is that the condo market any day now, any day now, any day now, any day now, it's going to crash. Um, and that's just, that's the same thing we've been hearing over and over and over again. Uh, for as long as I've been in real estate, almost 10 years now, myself personally, and many years before me, this is the ongoing narrative is for some reason there's this obsession with the condo market and when it's going to crash. Uh, there is not the same obsession with the low-rise housing market at all. Um, you look at low-rise housing prices going up 10% year after year after year. To me, that is, that is a crash waiting to happen much more so than the condo market chugging along uh, at uh, anywhere from 1% to you know, five, six, seven percent over the past uh, five years or so. Even in the heyday of the uh, condo markets, call it uh, 2006, 2007, 2008 kind of thing. 
we only saw prices going up by you know eight to ten percent. Meanwhile, the uh, again the low rise housing prices going up ten percent year after year after year, and you never hear people say we have a you know a housing bubble, but you hear the term condo bubble you know just about every single day. So there is this inherent bias against the condo market. I think it's sort of you know side note here, but I think personally it's just rooted in our our, our psyche as Canadians, as North Americans, as a suburban car-rooted culture, um, as opposed to other places in the world, Europe and, and, and elsewhere, where um, high-rise uh, apartment living, dense uh, living is more of a traditional, normal way of life. Um, there's something about our obsession with uh, owning land and owning property and owning low-rise housing that I think inherently uh, is rooted in our psyche to the point that even it comes out in our media, there, there is this inherent bias against high-rise housing across the board. Um, people see a crane building a tall building, and it's just there's automatically negative associations with things like that, as opposed to you see a subdivision going up in a farmer's field, and you think, oh, that's progress. You see a crane downtown building a 60-story building, and all you hear is it's too tall, it's too high, too many condos, and, and this sort of a thing. So anyways, that's, that's just a bit of a side note there. Um, let's get back to, uh, to, to uh, what we're talking about here. So the, the condo market uh, is growing tremendously. Uh, if you, what you're hearing about the condo market being slow and so on is just not true. And the reason is when you look at the rental market and the, and the sales market together, you get a full picture of the story. So let's do that. When you combine these two markets together, you, you look at the stats. Over the last three years, the resale condo market has grown by 47%. Let that sink in for a second. The resale condo market has grown by 47% in the last three years. And so what I mean by that is when you add up sales and rentals together, we are seeing that there are 47% higher number of sales and rentals uh, in, in the most recent statistics that we have from the Toronto Real Estate Board than the same time period three years ago. That's a huge number. It represents huge growth. It means that people are moving into condos, whether they're moving into rent or whether they're moving into buy. As a buyer, they are moving into condos at all-time high numbers. Okay, This is not a trend. This is not some flash in the pan. This is not... Uh, a bubble. This is the new normal. This is the new way of life. This is uh, this is reality. With again going, a lot of it is tied back to just the fact that low-rise housing prices are so astronomically high that uh, condos are the, the default option. We'll get back more to that later. So you break it out uh, from sales and rentals. The biggest growth is in the rental market. So rentals have grown almost doubled. Think about that. The number of condos rented out has almost doubled in the last three years alone. 85% growth in the number of condos that have been rented out as per uh, TREB statistics, Toronto Real Estate Board TREB statistics. Uh, Sales as well, not not to be outdone. Sales, uh, number of sales have grown as well, 19% in the last three years. Um, The the sales figures are, are continuing to show a lot of strength as well, particularly um, in the last six to eight months. A lot of strength in the, in the sales market too. Prices really starting to go up there as well. 
So that is sort of the truth. That is sort of the true picture of what's happening in the market. Um, hopefully that alone is uh, interesting to you and, and worthwhile for you. some sort of food for thought for you to think about as you're thinking about investing in the condo market and you're hearing you know, people telling you uh, that uh, the condo market's going to crash or you're reading things uh, or, or you're wondering, is this a good idea to do? Is there, is there growth here? Absolutely, it's a, an amazing, amazing time to invest in the condo market. And absolutely, there is huge growth happening right now, right before our eyes. And it's, it looks like it's going to continue, if not even, even more so in the next few years. So now that you know this, um, let's talk about applications. What, what do we take from this information? Because it's all about uh, not just about taking the information in as investors. We need to apply it to our um, portfolios, to our strategies, and we need to take action. We need to make a plan based on the information that we have. Uh, so the first point is that condos uh, will be the only choice for first-time buyers. So with low-rise prices completely out of reach for first-time buyers, um, condos are going to be the de facto only option for virtually all first-time home buyers. Um, you know, this is something I talk about again and again in this podcast is, uh, uh, sort of ties into the second point here that demand for condos are going to continue to be strong. There's not this, um, you don't have this dichotomy. You don't have these two markets that are separate from each other with the low rise market and the high rise market. You have one real estate market. Um, all forms of residential real estate are part of the market. And they are all connected. So if something happens in one area, it affects all areas. And so, for example, if, if as low-rise house prices continue to go up at 10 12% a year, continuing to get further and further and further out of reach for the average buyer, and especially the first-time buyer, uh, that has a trickle-over effect, a spillover effect in the condo market. It's a good thing for the condo market because it means that more people uh, it's not that people are going to suddenly not want to own real estate anymore. No, it's just that they're going to shift their expectation uh, and, and change their preferences from houses to condos because that's what they can afford. And in fact, this is already the case today. We're seeing this already, articles coming out. So I'll try to link to one in the show notes here uh, that I saw recently about um this very phenomenon of people being shut out of the housing market completely and looking to get into condos for the first purchase. So this is a good thing for condo investors. It means that demand will continue to be strong. It means that we're going to continue to see growth in the condo market. We're going to just continue to see more and more buyers who would otherwise not be our customers as investors. Who's our customer? It's the person who's buying the condo from us. It's the person who is renting the condo from us. So we're going to get more customers as they are shut out of this other market, the low-rise housing market. And so the third point is uh, that prices and rents will continue to rise. So growing demand for condos from the rental and the resale perspective means that prices on rents and sale prices will continue to increase as well. Now, unlike in the low-rise housing market, where again, I think it's pretty clear that the uh, Increases of 10, 12% every year is not sustainable in the long run. The increase in the condo market uh, are going to be single digits as they are now and as they have been most years in the past. And that kind of growth is sustainable. 
The fourth point is that demand for larger suites is going to increase. So demand for larger units, what I define as a larger unit is 800 square feet or more. Um, that demand is going to increase. So we're seeing fewer and fewer um, of these units being built in the new condominium. So 750, you know, 790 square feet is generally the largest unit in any new building that we're seeing built downtown. Uh, this is primarily due to the way that condos are financed and the fact that the buildings have to be 70, 80% sold out. So developers are not um, putting these units in because they're difficult to sell uh, on a pre-construction basis because end users don't want to buy them because it's too far away and investors don't want to buy them because they're just too darn expensive to get into. So we're seeing fewer and fewer of these being built, but um, we're, we're going to see, and we're already starting to see increased demand for these larger units and, and a lot of upward price pressure, um, and even rents, uh, rents on the larger units is really seeing some good growth too. So, um, it's something to, to think about as investors. It doesn't mean that we want to stop buying studios, one bedrooms, one bedroom and dens, which again, that's our bread and butter as investors, smaller units, um, cheaper units, units that are easy to rent, easy to sell. That's where the greatest demand is now and will always be for when it comes to condominiums is uh, studios and one-bedroom units. Uh, those will always be the most popular units. But, you know, five years ago, I would never advise uh, an investor to get into a two-bedroom unit. Um, now, I'm definitely starting to think it's, it is, I'm advising my clients to start to start thinking about at least uh, adding something in the larger size to your portfolio uh, moving forward because, again, the, uh, the low-rise housing market is just so far to reach. People are going to be living in condos for longer and longer before they're able to uh, take their equity and move up into a low-rise house. Okay, and the fifth and final point I want to bring up is that the downtown core is still the primary place to invest your money in the condo market. I've got a nice little chart as well that goes with this one. You want to check it out in the article, but basically I did a little analysis that shows the downtown core's percentage share of the overall condo market for GTA, the overall um, condo market, uh, the share of that. And it shows a strong growth pattern over the last few years. So um, the downtown core is ultimately where you wanna have most of your investment dollars, not necessarily all, there are sometimes opportunities that make sense outside the downtown core, but downtown is still the primary place, it's still where the most growth is going to be moving forward, it's where the most demand is, and where the, uh, I think where the most demand will be in the future. It's just, uh, it is just a fact that downtown is where you want to be as a condo investor first and foremost. And uh, the simple reason for that is that, that you want to invest where people want to live. And people want to live downtown because it's closer to work, it's closer to amenities, it's a higher quality of life than in other parts of the GTA. And ultimately, um, that's that's where people want to be. That's where people want to spend their their time and and their money is in the downtown. That's where the infrastructure is being invested in the most by the various levels of government. And that's where a lot of companies are relocating their their offices because their employees want to be downtown, and their employees are telling them this this is where we want to live. 
Okay, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you learned something and took something from today's episode. Once again, for the show notes, just head on over to truecondos.com slash podcast for the show notes on this episode and all the episodes in the True Condos podcast. And as well, we do have transcripts for every single episode. So for all of our hearing impaired um, listeners, you can go ahead and read um, all of the uh, podcasts as well. Um, I know there are many listeners out there who take advantage of that, so thank you. Uh, Once again, until next time, I hope you have a great week, and go Jays, go! listening to the true condos podcast remember your positive reviews make a big difference to the show to learn more about condo investing become a true condo subscriber by visiting truecondos.com. condos.com